0: I really, really don't like feeling unprepared. It's almost a phobia of mine. It might stem from the fact that I'm not particularly good at thinking on my feet. I know that about myself, so I do my best to not have to MacGyver my way through life. I keep backup plans and supplies handy for every occasion, just in case. I have a plastic bin in my car with emergency essentials, diapers, plastic bags, bottle of water, snacks, change of clothes, hand sanitizer, etc., etc. Of course, most of the stuff in that essentials bin also lives in my mammoth handbag, because you never know. Parables like this one about the ten bridesmaids don't do much to soothe my neurotic fear of unpreparedness. When I hear about the parable of the ten bridesmaids, instead of thinking about the kingdom of heaven or getting excited about Jesus, I think, seriously, I just figured out how to handle getting stuck at traffic at snack time with a two-year-old in the back seat— and now I need to worry about the second coming? Give a girl a break. I like to think that I'm one of the prepared bridesmaids, that I would have not only oil, but an extra wick handy too, maybe even some extra matches and a mini flashlight if my handbag was big enough. Because when I think like that, I don't have to feel anxious about being ready for God. I can spend more time being anxious about being ready for the vestry meeting or the next toddler play date. But this parable is of course not about matches and oil. On a very fundamental level, it's an easy, it's easy in a parable like this one to get mired in the questions of being good enough for God foolish or wise, which one am I? Do I have enough? Am I good enough? Is my light bright enough that God will recognize me? It's dangerous, this parable. In her lecture here on Thursday night, Professor of New Testament Studies Amy Jill Levine reminded us that parables should make us uncomfortable. If we ever read one of Jesus' parables and feel good about ourselves and our status in the kingdom, we're probably not reading it right. Dr. Levine reminded us of Martin Luther's invocation that the church should comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable, and reiterated that parables should fulfill the latter half of that. So I guess in light of that idea, this parable is right on the mark for me. I, for one, am feeling a bit uncomfortable. We like to think of Jesus as loving us all, regardless of how much oil we have, how peaceful we are in our hearts, how deserving we are of that love. That's what the resurrection was about, after all. And I still think that's true. But we have to be prepared. I think we have to be prepared in order to receive that love that we are so generously offered or we will miss it altogether. We won't be any less loved, but we will be totally incognizant of it. Unprepared for the lavishness of the love of God in our lives, we won't know it when it arrives. We'll be left out and we'll be left in the dark without knowing why, feeling unrecognized. And locked out. But fear doesn't help either. Fear isn't exactly the proper response. There's nothing to be afraid of in the kingdom of God. Fear, in fact, is counterproductive. To be afflicted or made uncomfortable by the idea of facing God unprepared is a healthy response. That discomfort can motivate us into action. It can get us going. Fear on the other hand, shuts us down. It causes us to hoard our resources, to batten down the hatches and close ourselves in ignorance to the relationships that, in the end, will prepare us to be known by Christ. Because that is where our preparation begins. As always, in relationship with one another, in order to be prepared, To have our lamps, our wicks, our oil in good order, we should be trying to experience God in as many ways as possible. We should be trying to see that face in every face. It's an easy, mild prescription for a remarkable reward. We have multiple opportunities, in fact, to get it right every day. We have chances to fill our lamps every time we interact with others, every time we are able to be in right relationship, to build up a new relationship or mend a broken one. We are getting prepared. It is that simple. We are indeed good enough. We are wise enough. And our lights are bright enough to draw others in. It's our job to let them shine. So, all saints, you have a marvelous reason to be proud this morning. Fourteen reasons, in fact. This morning we are baptizing 14 children into the body of the faithful. We have 14 more lives to fill with the goodness that this place has to offer in the name of a glorious and loving God. Fourteen. 14 opportunities for preparation, preparation of ourselves, but also, more importantly, preparation for these little ones who will be learning about community, about relationship, about God, from you, all of you, the people who will promise in a few minutes to raise them to the light of Christ. Through these little ones, you have the opportunity to get yourself prepared, And through you, they will learn how to be prepared themselves. If we all do our jobs properly in this regard, they will never know the anxiety of being left out in the darkness. If we do our jobs properly, they will always be prepared with the light of Christ. Amen.